Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our second edition of the Industry Insider here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. Thrilled to have uh, you guys with us tuning in here on EKN Radio, which is, of course, uh, taken off like we wanted it to. It's been great so far, and we're excited that uh, people are tuning in, whether they're rolling down the road in their car or working on the cart in the garage or just maybe uh, in the house, whatever it may be. Uh, thrilled that uh, you guys are tuning in because we're excited about bringing new content for you. And of course, the Industry Insider is going to be a very big part of what we do, getting a chance to talk to the major players in the sport. And I think if you're a racer, I don't care if you're a club racer, regional, national, it's always great to learn more about what's going on in the industry and really to get some some of the the input, the feedback, some of the behind-the-scenes knowledge that uh, these ladies and gentlemen have in our sport. Very lucky to, to start things off uh, with uh, a gentleman who really kind of spans my entire, let's say, 20, 25-year career. I first watched this guy race as a junior driver in Supercarts USA, a Promoto Tour race at Pat's Acres. I think it was 1999. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, on the show today, very excited to have Nick Tucker here from Nitro Kart. Nick, thank you so much for being on the ECAN Radio Network and on this edition of the Industry Insider. Hey, thanks for having me, Rob. I'm, I'm looking forward to it and uh, you know, excited for what you guys are, are doing for the sport with this added content. I appreciate it. You know, the radio network's cool. It's, it's new. Over those 20 years, we had magazines, and then, and then we moved to websites, and now, of course, podcasts, and, and what we have with the ECAN Radio Network, something nobody's done before, 24-7, 365, carding radio stations, kind of cool. So it's, it's fresh, it's new. And we're thrilled that you're here. And it's new for us, obviously a very cool thing. But I'll tell you, you know, in the world of karting right now, Nick, what you guys have done with Nitro Kart uh, over these last couple of years has been nothing uh, short of amazing as well. You guys come out of the box super strong. First first and foremost, you have to be very pleased just with the way this program's rolled out over the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, I couldn't have asked for a, a better way or, or a more successful way for our program to start. We were very blessed, uh, you know, to get involved with some great families and great kids that, uh, you know, really are, are taking um, my coaching and, and our program and, and running with it. So, you know, our success really has to, has to, uh, you know, has to go to what the kids and, and families have done and, and believing in me and, and the product that we've put out. And it's all come together to, uh, to come to this. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about Nitro Kart over this uh, edition of the Industry Insider. For those who may not know who Nick Tucker is, I said I've had a chance to watch your race over the last number of years. Why don't you give us a little bit of a bio? Talk about your junior career, your karting career, where you raced, you know, what you raced, and then let's talk a little, a little bit too about like so many people trying to go car racing, you know, make that transition from karts to full time. Talk a bit about that first. Let's let's talk first off. What, what what was your karting career like? I know it was Pacific Northwest. Give us a little insight of what, what Nick T- Tucker did when he went racing. Yeah, so I, I started racing uh, flat track four-wheelers when I was five years old because, uh, you know, there wasn't kid karts then. And, uh, you know, the minimum age was eight. So when I turned eight, went go-karting. Uh, I'm out in the highway, raceway in uh, Washington <laughs> State, which I think it's one yeah. of the oldest, oldest kart tracks uh, probably running today still. Um, you know, so I started racing, uh, when I was eight and, uh, IKF was the big dog in the uh, mid nineties when I raced and, and, uh, you know, you had the, the regions and the regions were well, uh, well representative with, uh, lots of carts. So I had a good upbringing on the West coast with that. 
It really was. It really was a pretty solid program up there as well. I, I know there was, you know, the Southern California had its crew of guys and, and, you know, in New York state and mid and great lakes, but that, I, cause I covered it a little bit. There was some pretty amazing racing up at the Pacific Northwest in those days. Italian Motors, um, you know, the, the CMCs, uh, there were some big shops up there. That was some pretty hardcore racing up there those days. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the, the region up there was as strong as anywhere. And there's a lot of professional drivers that have come through that, uh, program, you know, and, and you know, I think obviously the IKF has, has struggled in the last decade or, or two, um, from what it once yeah. was. Uh, but, uh, during that time it was the, the place to race. Um, I was fortunate enough. I don't know how many people have done this, but I've won the IKF grand national in every division sprint speedway and road race in both two cycle and four cycle. So I, I think that's a pretty cool. I think, I think that's really cool. I, I don't know how many people have done that. Maybe Haddock and someone else, but yeah, you know, um, so as that progressed, the WKA came out with the constructors cup series, which was kind mm -hmm. of, I don't know, one of the, probably one of the forefathers of, of, um, a national touring series. Most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. I agree. Yeah. Um, so I was lucky enough. I, I got to race a little bit of that one in that division as, as well, a couple of times. Uh, and then the Supercarts USA program was in its infancy and, and that came along, I believe 99 was the first year of that. It was correct. Um, that was kind of getting towards the end of, of my karting before I stepped to cars um, so I ran two events in, in the, uh, pro moto tour and, uh, won one of those. So that was 1999. Can I say too that, can I, can I interject and say that as I remember this kind of cool thing too, and it's kind of maybe plays to what you're doing nowadays. It was a father son deal too. It was you and your dad with, with, you know, your, essentially your own race team and your own shop and you guys were doing it, doing it together. Yeah, certainly. So, um, as we were going, we decided to open up a cart shop. Well, my father did, um, Cartworks, which I still carry that name as my legal business name, um, you know, to carry the Mike Wilson brand of go-karts in the Northwest. So we started that in 98 and, uh, that was a really cool experience. That's where I first got to learn to work with, um, you know, other kids and parents and, and kind of see, uh, see it from the inside. Um, we had a really cool cart shop. We had Collins racing engines. Mike Collins was, uh, in our shop with us. So I was able to, to get a full grasp of, you know, all the inner workings of a, a cart shop, you know, kind of in my early teens. And, uh, you know, that knowledge today is pretty, uh, pretty awesome to have, you know, so having that little team and, and little effort that we had, um, you know, it was, it was cool to, to uh, grow up in that atmosphere. Let's uh, now let's talk. Obviously, you know, you did what so many cartridges have done. Obviously, maybe something that nobody's done. We'll find. I'm sure that we'll find out from feedback from people whether or not anybody else has won in all three disciplines in both two cycle and four cycle. I gotta think that's that's gonna be tough to beat because I don't think a lot of those old school badasses really did any of the four cycle stuff. So we'll learn more about that. But hey, you know, you had a great story karting career. Talk about your transition. What, what, when you decided to make the move to cars, wh how did you guys do it? What was your What was your approach? Yeah, so my uh, my family's background is stock car racing. Um, we're uh, 
you know, have a deep history in it. My cousin is the, he won the Daytona 500 in 1990 as a driver, Derek Cope. Um, you know, so my, my path wasn't open wheel like a lot of, um, a lot of others in this sport is. So when I was 14, we bought a super late model, still living in Washington. <laughs> and I, I went right nice. from juniors to super late models. Um, at that time, it was not necessarily a thing where you moved up as fast as you could. No, it was not. <laughs> so we, had, we had some issues to overcome once we bought the super late model. We figured, oh, we're just going to be able to go race uh, at these local tracks. Well, once we bought it and started practicing – um, we were getting ready to race and, and, uh, Hey, nobody wanted to race this kid. They didn't <laughs> want to get beat by the kids. So, um, you know, we had an option to race at, uh, Wenatchee super oval, which is, I don't know, probably five or six hours away from where we were, but we'd have to purchase our own insurance policy at the time. So wow, that really didn't make a lot of sense because the insurance policy was going to be extremely uh, expensive. So we looked at our options of what are we going to do? We can do that and race over in, in uh, Wenatchee or, or at the time Hickory Motor Speedway uh, wasn't NASCAR sanctioned uh, in North Carolina. And they were willing to let me race under 16, which is standard now, right? It is. Yeah, correct. <clears throat> but back then it wasn't. So – uh, as a family, we just decided to pack up. We sold our card shop, sold our home. We moved to North Carolina. <laughs> You're going racing. We're going racing, right? <laughs> and uh, big commitment from my family. But the, the great thing was that um, my mom's side of the family was over here already. You know, so her brother, her yeah. brother is a crew chief uh, in the Cup Series, and, and uh, her her parents, my grandparents, were here. My uh, grandpa uh, did engine work for a lot of the major teams back here um so it, it was a, a fairly easy transition as far as that goes but still a big commitment to move from washington state all the way to the other coast no doubt so we got here um sold our business we were going to go racing off of our business what we sold so we bought the car um and then the guy that bought our business decided to go bankrupt so we didn't you know, didn't necessarily have uh, the funds we thought we were going to have. Oh, yeah, yep. and uh, it made it a little tough to get started, but, you know, we just prevailed as a family team. Um, we didn't have the money to buy a trailer, so we built one in our uh, driveway. Um, we built the engine. We put the car together, and we went racing at Hickory Motor Speedway. And uh, we were lucky enough with uh, the skill set and the knowledge and what I was able to do to win, you know, so, um, that transition to when I was 18, um, getting the opportunity to race in the crafts and truck series. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. You know, so I asked my uh, cousin, Derek Cope, what do I got to do to move up? What, what's the next thing? He said, get on the phone, <laughs> call some people, right? So, he said, why don't you call James Hilton, who's one of the legends in NASCAR. Yeah, um, no <clears throat> I think he was like a 1966 NASCAR Cup Series Rookie of the Year or something. Team owner for many, many years. Yeah. So I called him up. I said, hey, I'd like to come drive your truck. 
said, oh, who are you? And I told him who I was. <laughs> <laughs> so I drove, I drove from Charlotte to Inman, South Carolina, and uh, met with James. He had this kind of just an old, outdated truck, an old, outdated motor. I said, hey, I'm, why don't you let me drive? I'm winning at Hickory. He said, sure, come on. So I was like, oh, okay, well, that was easy. <laughs> so we went, uh, we went truck racing, and uh, my first start was in 2008 at, uh, excuse me, 2004 when I was 18 at uh, Martinsville Speedway, and I finished 20th place. At the time, I was working for uh, Ray Evernham in the engine shop. Um, so there was a lot of Dodge trucks around, still racing. So I went and asked my boss. I said, hey, boss, yeah. uh, you know, I, I raced this race. It was a Dodge truck. The engine was terrible. The truck was terrible. Why don't you guys let me build an engine out of used parts <laughs> so I can try and get a better ride? He looked at me and said, sure, no problem. Take whatever you need. So after work, I went and built my engine, and I was able to uh, get a little bit better truck ride because I was able to bring the engine. You know, that was a big thing at the time because that's an expensive component to racing. You know, it was dollars $30,000 to lease a truck engine. And, uh, you know, I was, had the ability to bring that. So I used that um, to parlay into getting rides with better trucks. And in the meantime, as I was driving the trucks, Ray Evernham saw me and saw what I was doing. And, and you know, he'd help me out with uh, some tires every once in a while and engines, um, you know, I was able to start test driving for Ray's cup team, doing aero tests and stuff like that. So for a period of about three years, I drove, uh, drove cup cars testing. Where did it, where did it get to the point where it was either for you, you're going to go one way or the other, you know, obviously we know you're not a cup racer now. Uh, you work in a shop, which we'll talk about a little more, but what was that point where, wow, you know what, I got to make this decision. Yeah. So it was, uh, it wasn't a, a forced decision, right? I feel like I made some mistakes. So I got to the nationwide series in 2008 and, uh, I got my opportunity where I felt like this is the moment where I can shine and, and I'm going to make it if I can do this. And I tried too hard, right? And I wrecked a couple of nationwide cars or Xfinity cars now um, two times in a row in qualifying. And that was really the turning point where um, I could have made it, but I didn't. Because I didn't have sponsor dollars and funds or family money behind me. I was doing it on, on talent and, and working for it, right, and being in the right place at the right time to get yeah. those opportunities. And I feel like I squandered it by trying too hard. And I see a lot of drivers today do that, um, trying too hard. You know, sometimes you gotta you got to realize, okay, in that situation, I would have been better off to, instead of trying to qualify in the top 10, qualify 20th and go out and race, right? And, and you know, so I made those mistakes. And uh, That's a that's – a- that's a tough experience to have, Nick, To although you get to have that as one of your successful coaching features now, right? That you've been through it before. You've had, you've had that issue where you've made that mistake and, man, you would love to have turned around and, and did something different. Absolutely. And what it's done is it's filled up my, my toolbox to teach with, <laughs> but it necessarily, you know, it was tough to learn and tough to swallow as I went, you know. But that was the turning point of 
you know, where I was about on the cusp of being able to make it, you know, I feel like, yeah. you know, but that's how it goes, you know, yeah, but I had, f I had five more years after that where I did more truck racing and did some ARCA racing and, <clears throat> you know, had some good experiences. So that brought me to 2013. And at that point I realized, well, I'm not going to make it to cup, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be a professional driver. It's just, just not in the cards. Didn't work out. Gave it a, gave it a good try. Almost 10 years. Got to do a lot that a lot of people wish they could have done. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And I still wanted to race. Uh, but at the time I, I'd gotten lazy, kind of gotten fat. Right? <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. So I'm like, they got this new track right by where I live. GoPro Motorplex It's beautiful, but I'm too much of a fatty to run. So <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I said, I got, I, I got to exercise and eat healthy. So about five months, I lost 70 pounds. <clears throat> got me a new uh, new cart and uh, went and raced at GoPro Motorplex and won my first race back. And I yeah. said, oh, man, I'm hooked now. I'm hooked. I'm back in, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just started racing at GoPro in 2000, end of 2014. Was doing, obviously, pretty good. I said, uh, you know, it'd be cool to go run this Scusa deal. You know, kind of <laughs> cool memories. And uh, 2015, yeah. a couple months after I got back into it, went straight to Phoenix and won both the uh, both the Pro Tour races and the Masters class. So, yeah. what might be cool, cool stat? I don't know if anybody else has this long of a history, uh, but I have three Scusa wins in a row: 1999, <laughs> 2015, yeah. and 2016. <laughs> yeah, 80s 80 CC Junior Shifter and Masters. Uh, uh, tag right. master, <laughs> but three in a row. You're right. I love it. I love it. So you, you got back in the sport. Now, uh, you know what? Let's hold on right now. Let's come back after this commercial break. And let's come back. And I, I have a question I want to ask you because obviously the transition from, Hey, I just, I'm hooked on carding again to, wow, I already have a full-time job at a cup team. Right. I'm going to go start my own deal. That's different. Stick, stick with us folks. we got more on the industry insider uh, with Nick Tucker right after this. From coast to coast, IAMI has become the two-cycle engine of choice for American karting. Starting with the air-cooled 60cc Swift engine and moving through to the incredible X30 power plant, IAMI is providing much-needed stability for the sport. The Swift and X30 engines are the backbone of the Superkart USA Pro Tour and Pro Kart Challenge Series, as well as the USPKS, the Route 66 Sprint Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. We're thrilled to introduce the new IAMI KA100 Rejet engine with a special introductory price of just $16.95 until the end of February. The new engine is getting rave reviews and will be part of the USPKS, Route 66, and WKA Man Cup programs in 2018. Watch for more regions of the country to get on board with this new formula. We have two distribution centers in the U.S. to serve you well. IAMI East in Mooresville, North Carolina, and IAMI West in Temecula, California. The momentum is continuing to build, so it's time to make an investment in stabilizing your engine program. For more information on IAMI, head to the website for your region, IAMIUSAEast.com or IAMIUSAWest.com. 
in a sport where the difference between winning and losing is measured in hundreds of a second, you can't afford to leave anything on the table. You invest in the best equipment, the latest components, and top-of-the-line data acquisition systems. Anything to find one more tent, right? I'll tell you right now, the best investment you could ever make is in yourself. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the new state-of-the-art speed sport racing park just north of Houston, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy uses the very best equipment, Burrell Art Carts. They offer half-day, one-day, two-day, and three-day clinics. They have a one-on-one student-to-instructor ratio, and they will design a customized curriculum for each student. Alan Rudolph is one of the most respected people in the sport, and he has nearly 20 years' experience training drivers, including Chase Elliott, Neil Alberico, Austin Versteeg, and Sabre Cook, and rising stars like Pietro Fittipaldi. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Start off your season with a driver tune-up. Tune-up your season with some driver coaching. Or get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866-607-7223. For more information, visit speedsportsracingpark.com slash racing hyphen academy. If your dream is IndyCar, Set your sights on the Mazda Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. The first step of the ladder system is the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship powered by Mazda, which prepares young drivers for the calculated jump to the Pro Mazda Championship presented by Cooper Tires, where increased power, grip, and aero downforce fast-track your training. The final rung is the Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires program. The last four Indy Lights champions will be racing in the Verizon IndyCar Series this year, so it's a proven formula. At all three levels, you will race at premier venues on the same weekends as IndyCar. Showcase your skills under the watchful eyes of IndyCar scouts and owners. Former Carters fill the roster of Mazda Road to Indy graduates like Spencer Piggott, Gabby Chavez, Zach Veach, Ed Jones, and 2017 Indy Lights champion Kyle Kaiser. Recent karting graduates like Oliver Askew are in the middle of their journeys as well. Follow in their footsteps. Fulfill your dream. If you want to race IndyCar, there is only one choice. The Mazda Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires. Welcome back, folks, to the Industry Insider, our second episode here on the EKN Radio Network, getting a chance to talk to Nick Tucker. Got a little insight into his kind of journey from that junior karting days uh, up into what was, hey, my return to karting. I won some races. I'm a badass. I'm having fun. I lost some weight. Nick, where do you make the transition to say, you know what? I want to start my own team. I want to have my own chassis program, and I want to start coaching drivers. Where was that transition? What what, what was the, the light switch that went off to make that mm-hmm. happen? You know, so as I got to race in the Pro Tour and in the series, I was able to kind of witness – what's going on, my surroundings, drivers coming through the programs. I raced with some successful programs. You know, I was, I was fortunate enough. I just, you know, I went and raced with Card Sports some and, and Rawlison, Mike Rawlison. And, you know, I kind of saw pros and cons of what their programs are, both very good programs. 
seen a need for a better path for the younger drivers. Um, I didn't think that that uh, there necessarily was, in my opinion, uh, solid programs beyond, you know, I'll give it to the Bennett guys. They do an excellent job. And, uh, um, you know, they were, other than them, there really wasn't a, a cadet-focused program. So I felt like that was an opportunity where I could transition um, to teaching kids. And, and, and honestly, my best memories from life were karting as a kid. You know, so that's where I wanted to be involved. That's what I wanted to do and uh, try to make a, a small living um, doing it. So, so uh, kind of forming the NYCHO program was a little bit of a, a, a process through 2016, I guess, of figuring out what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And... Uh, you know, I met, uh, as I started to do this, I met uh, Brent Cruz because he was kind of doing the same thing I was doing, you know, racing all over the place. And, and you know, he raced a dirt outlaw cart too. I raced a dirt outlaw cart. So we kind of were in the same place all the time. And I got to talking to his father and and uh, through it, we, uh, you know, I kind of just put together in my mind that I wanted to work specifically with kids. And I wanted to use my my background and my knowledge of <clears throat> not only what I did right, you know, throughout throughout the years we did a lot right, you know, but you know we did some stuff wrong. So uh, it's given me the opportunity to to guide and direct kids, and it's been I'll tell you what, you know, I've won a lot of big races, but seeing these kids win at these races and 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 whatnot has been way more rewarding than anything I've done personally. It's just a completely different experience and feeling for me. And, uh, you know, I love it and I hope I can help kids for years to come. That's, uh, you know, that's, I can see that too. I can see you on the sidelines when uh, your guys are out there winning. Of course, there's always that pride when you put a program together, you know, a chassis design, a chassis program, a coaching program. Now, yeah, that, and I'll kind of, it's kind of, rolls nicely and to, you know, to talk about what your philosophy is because you know there, there are teams out there where somebody owns a team and there's a mechanic for every for every uh for every driver every kid every whoever whether the kid's 13 or 43 uh and then there are some teams that really involve the parent a lot more and i think and i'll let you speak to your philosophy but i'll set it up it just seems to me and, and uh, from people i've talked to one of the great things about nitro cart and what you do is, is you really do bring the parent into the team and kind of make them play an important role, whether it's working on carts or it's just understanding the development of their child. Can you discuss that a little bit? Yeah, certainly. So we have kind of a more grassroots philosophy than, than most bigger teams today. Um, so we're probably the biggest team with this philosophy. Uh, and that's kind of a family atmosphere where the dad's working with a kid. And I bring it back to where I was. Um, you know, certainly we have drivers that have mechanics, right? There's just sometimes that that's, that's the correct dynamic, of course. Um, you know, but we still involve the parents heavily, even when that's the case. And uh, you know, we kind of just—I try and teach the parents and the kids and everybody together. That way, as the kid grows, the parent grows at the same level, and it, and it all kind of works and kind of gels. And I feel like it makes for a better experience for for the family, and uh, it's been successful. 
You really have kind of rolled that into the new program you did in 2017, which, you know, when you when you guys gave us a call, David Cole and I let us know the summer camp you put on, I thought was was a really interesting idea. Bringing the kids in, bringing the parents in, inviting the parents in as well. But talk about the summer camp. Talk about how that came about, what you do at the summer camp, and and maybe the results that you've been able to see throughout the year when you had the camp and had the kids dedicated to really carding and learning about the sport. Yeah, the summer camp was a, just a kind of an idea that I, I came up with and felt like here's an opportunity where we can take a weekend. We can take 15, 20 kids on the same platform from all different levels. I mean, I'm telling you, we had beginners to the IAMI world champion now, right? Brent Cruz, right? So we, we had them That's right. all in between skill levels, and we put them on the racetrack, and we did different drills, different activities. We taught the kids how to do basic maintenance on the cart, gave them checklists. We uh, taught fitness like and nutrition. Uh, we did a bit on marketing. You know, so we I did a tuning seminar for the for the parents, and then on the on track stuff, I brought in I felt like two of the really bright young drivers that have kind of gone through the junior ranks and are senior age now, right? In, in their careers, you know, could have gone a couple different ways, but uh, Ashley Rojero and uh, Luke Selican to come in and help me with the summer camp, and we worked really hard on passing, defending the pass starts racecraft you know you name it we just we just worked on a ton of different stuff you know how many opportunities do you get to try and teach kids starts where we could do with a field of 15 carts and do 20 starts in a row right critiquing it each time so what it did is it gave us a platform yeah uh, a platform of where it might take 15 races to to get these skills and put that all in one weekend and the success we got out of it. Um, the level of, of improvement from kids, uh, at the lower levels, even the higher levels was impressive. And, you know, we, we left the camp and right away after the camp, our kids are, are continuing to win and win big races. And, and the parents loved it. The kids loved it. It was cool afterwards, you know, after the day was done, you know, get out and grill and, and, and have a good time. So it was. <laughs> Is, are there plans? Are there are already, I know we're only just at what, in February now, but do you have the dates set already? Do you know what month at least you're going to have the, the summer camp uh, again for 2018? Yeah. So um, it's probably going to be June. So it's just a matter of the, the schedules of all the series came out and trying to put all the dates together to work for everybody. <laughs> It's yeah, it's tough. That's not easy. No, it's tough. It's, it's tough, you know. And then work around school because we don't want kids to miss school, and, and you know they miss enough with with racing. So it's tough to put that all together. But we're honing in on it. We're gonna have a, a camp here in June. We're excited about it. It's gonna be more intense. So uh, you know, for example, we're gonna have um, more industry insiders and drivers come along um, to be involved, in, and it's gonna be really cool. Make sure, folks, those of you listening in, to uh, follow Nitro Card on Facebook. Of course, they'll send it. I know they'll send a press release to us on eCarding News as well to be able to to be able to look at that. Let's you know, let's let's knock off some. We've talked about the philosophy and what you do in the summer camp, and people like Ashley Rojero and uh, and Luke Selkin that you bring in to help, which I think is fantastic. Let's go straight uh, straight on results, and I'll, I'll just list a couple things off because I, you know we talk about the philosophy and what you do with kids and everything, but the bottom line, Nick, is. The success is there. 2017, I, I know that 
you know, you're super proud of the kids, but in the end, the product, the equipment, the nitro cart chassis obviously working, what you do with the kids. Uh, wins last year in the Supercarts USA Pro Tour, the Florida Winter Tour, uh, Rotax Grand Nationals, and of course wins here as well because they came to titles, WK Manufacturers Cup and Winter Cup titles, uh, championship on the USPKS and the Gear Up F Series, three championships in the GoPro Motorplex Club Series, and a, a title as well at the Newcastle KRA uh, program, the championship out there in Newcastle. Man, and two th- 2018 off to a good start already, three wins at the WK. Cart Week in Daytona this past December, and you guys bagged a win as well at the Scusa Winter Series opener in Homestead. You know, you can talk all about what you want to do and how you train in drivers. If you don't win races, it's it's hard it's it's hard to it's hard to really get behind it. But man, everything you're doing, uh, it's going in the right direction. You guys are winning races. There's got to be a lot of pride that you have for your drivers, the parents, and the staff you have as part of the program. Yeah, not bad for a first year program, right? Not bad, not bad. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're we're super proud of what um, our drivers and our parents and, and our coaches and myself have all come together to, to do, right? So, I mean, not only the wins, right, but you're, you see uh, I got drivers this year, right, that, that in 2016 they were getting lapped, right? And then, in, yeah, you know, come, uh, come 2017 after we worked with them, we got him a podium at a WK race, you know? So it's just like not only are the wins great, but just seeing personal goals met. And I'm big on personal goals, not just the wins, but everybody has to set personal goals. And helping all those kids reach those goals are as big a wins as the actual wins are for me. I, Nick, I tell everybody that all the time. You know, if you're if you got a kid or a driver who's back there hammering out and working their tail off in twentieth, a top ten is a win. And you have to understand that everybody has their own personal development, right? And you, you've got that. I like that a lot. That's great. Yeah, you know exactly. There can only be one winner, right? And yeah. and not every kid is going to win. It's just a tough fact about it. But if you set realistic personal goals to meet, the sport can be enjoyable and rewarding. And, and I try and build on that because I, I believe you got to have that to have a healthy sport. Well, it's one of the things I love about uh, the sport of karting and motorsports. There's only one winner and it's a great thing about life because not everybody wins in life and you better get used to it. And if you're finishing 10th, work your ass off and maybe you'll win. So that's what I like. The, the <laughs> only one winner. I like that. And, 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 you know, speaking of the work, that's when I tell the kids that aren't winning, right? I said, if you're here's a here's a kid right. It's got all the talent in the world. It's natural for him to win. I was lucky. I was that way. You have to work harder than that kid that has the talent because the kid that has the talent's going to get lazy. And there's going to be an opportunity yep. if you outwork him, you can beat him. <laughs> I like that. I like <laughs> that right there. Let's talk about outworking uh, and beating. You you're, you're doing some new stuff again this year. The focus on the cadet program really big. But you guys, I know you've been looking at. Because you got kids moving up, and you don't want you know you want these kids to remain in your program. You guys are actually looking at you. You got a little junior senior thing going on this year, uh, a, a program with Fullerton USA. Uh, you brought some carts to uh, uh, to Daytona. It's kind of a cool deal to have some seniors uh, under the tent now, and a new relationship with the guys from Fullerton USA. Sure. So the Fullerton USA guys, really good friends of mine. They you know yeah. they they have their program going for the last couple of years. I drove for them you know, a couple times myself and, uh, what they kind of need, they kind of needed a program to, to drive their ship basically. And, uh, my program, I have all these kids 
hey, what do we do when we're uh, out of cadets? I said, well, I don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't yeah, want to leave. Well, I don't know. <laughs> so uh, out of necessity um, for, for what our clients have asked for was uh, to, work on a, uh, to work on a big cart program. And uh, I had to come up with a big cart program where I wasn't going to take anything away from the cadet focus. So it, so it really kind of worked Understood. well to parallel with my Fullerton buddies. And, uh, you know, right now they're, they're coming in, they're providing, providing the race sport and, and, and whatnot. And we're doing the logistics and, and, uh, all the other stuff with them. So it, uh, right now it's a, it's a good partnership and, and the Fullerton product has had, uh, some success. I think they were second at, uh, Super Nats this year. Then we had uh, Austin Garrison. I think he finished third both days at Daytona. So that's good. We're taking Austin to uh, to uh, Ocala for the Scusa Winter Series here. Uh, you know, hopefully we can have some good results. All right. All right. Well, listen, guys, stay with us here on the Industry Insider on the EKN Radio Network. More to come from the man from Nitro Kart himself, Nick Tucker. Are you ready to get the 2018 season started? If you're like us, we're ready to get out of the snow and back to the track. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry. With over 50 years of combined karting experience, we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, and of course, our championship-winning Merlin chassis. If you're ready to take your racing to the next level, come join us at Team FMS. We've been supplying racers with start-to-finish support at race events for many years. From providing a helping hand at a weekday test outing or a club event, to full arrive-and-drive packages at the highest level of karting competition. For 2018, we'll be attending the Scusa Winter Series and Pro Tour, the United States Pro Kart Series, and the Route 66 Karting Series. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. It's no secret that Nick Tucker has launched one of the most successful new karting programs in North America with a focus on cadet racing and his own brand of chassis, Nitro Kart and the Nitro Kart Factory Race Team. Now racers of all ages will have the chance to join this winning team as Nitro Kart is expanding to offer the same caliber program for full-size carts in all categories. Nitro Kart has made partnerships to provide full-size chassis and will support drivers on all brands of carts, drivers who want the winning edge that Nitro Kart provides. And that's not all because Nitro Kart has just announced a unique new kid kart rebate program to help families with the transition to cadet racing. The program will make it easier for kid kart racers and their parents move to the next level of karting at an affordable price and on the best equipment. For more information, go to nitro-kart.com. Now let's hear from the real experts. Nitro Kart, race one or chase one. Hi, EKN listeners. This is Jeff Wessel from Streeter Superstands. When it comes to lifts and stands for your carts and the largest selection of shop and trailer accessories, we know all about building and giving you the best. The Streeter Super Stands crew has over 30 years of experience, are cart racers just like you, and know that the Streeter name stands for durability, affordability, and most of all, quality. 
We're the original and genuine manufacturer of Bigfoots and stacker stands, and we build them right here in the USA, along with our best-selling Streeter Superlift, upright stands, and an ever-growing roster of shop and trailer accessories to outfit any trailer or garage. While some guys pretend to be number one, we prove it every day, every race. Racers demand the best, and Streeter Superstand builds it. Check us out at StreeterSuperstands.com. When it comes to the best in lifts, stands, shop and trailer accessories, and all the cool necessities to make your race day easy and organized, it's all at StreeterSuperstands.com. We innovate, not imitate. Roll with the best right now at StreeterSuperstands.com. Welcome back to the Industry Insider, our second episode of this particular podcast on the EKN Radio Network. And again, thrilled to have people tuning in. Of course, as always, first time to be able to hear any of our podcasts is through the EKN Radio Network, the streaming 24-7 carding radio station we have on eCarding News. They'll eventually, the podcasts go on to iTunes and Podbean as well. So subscribe on iTunes. Make sure you give us a thumbs up. Give us a good rating on there. Uh, that way we can get more people listening in. Uh, with me again, Nick Tucker from NitroCart. Nick, let's uh, let's turn the table a little bit. Let's go a little personal right now. You know, the racing's great. You got your program with the Cup team. You, you know, things are going good, dude. You got a new addition to your family. You and Joanna. Uh, I've got a new son, Hudson. Like the you know, we got the next de- next uh, generation of NitroCart drivers coming out of your own family. And I hear I hear his room's pretty uh, pretty decked out with racing decor. Yeah, he's uh, he's a good little boy. He's three months old. Um, you know he's a he's a joy that's for sure. So I already got him a racing suit. <laughs> got a picture with him in it. It's uh, it's pretty adorable. But uh, you know, uh, looking forward to sharing some of the uh, wonderful uh, wonderful times with him as I had with my father, and and uh, very blessed. So again, let's move forward. I also heard a rumor that you might be getting back behind the wheel sometime this year. Yeah. What's what's that? What's that all about? Well. Uh, so once I started nitro card, I started to kind of get fat again and uh, <laughs> really wasn't, you know, in any shape to, to race. So, uh, the yeah. last month I've, uh, kind of gone on a diet and, uh, we're getting closer to racing weight. Uh, earlier today I, I made a few laps and not bad for knocking the rust off. I, you know, I ran like a, a 50 point. 54 then a 55 and a 56 so the consistency was still there after being out of the seat for i don't know year and a half or so but well you do have that number one plate from from 2016 that's still there you know what i mean so you've obviously got the skills you just got to make sure you can make yeah, that weight so <laughs> my plan my plan is yep. to uh if i lose 10 more pounds i'm gonna run nola oh we're talking winter nationals i like it yeah yeah awesome uh, we get, we gave these guys too big of a, too big of a break last year. So, <laughs> wow. All right. I like 10 it. more, 10 more, 10 more pounds. I'm going to go put the smack down on them. You heard it here for first folks. No more cheesesteaks for a while for Tucker. He's going to the winter nationals. I like to hear that. Okay. So we're going to cap this thing off right now, Nick, because, and you're going to, you'd be the first guy that's going to do this. I, I came up with a, a list of five questions. We're calling the fast five. Now I'm going to, I'm going to be asking everybody all year this when i'm at the verizon indycar series races i'm going to ask all the ex carters there it's really just talking about five questions asking about your carding career and i want to and i think it's gonna be exciting i think it's like kind of cool it's going to give people a little bit of an insight so are you ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. Five. It. it's all right here we go ready to go and i want give you give me some detail what was your first cart my first cart was a 1994 
Emmett Cadet. And it was just when the Emmets uh, started doing Cadets, it was like an intermediate length cart. So in between full size and uh, the current Cadets. Good memories? Very good memories. I love it. Okay, question two, fast five. What is your favorite cart track? My favorite cart track is, um, hmm, I would say it would be Pangborn Raceway that's no longer in, uh, around, wow. Wenatchee, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Really? That, that's your favorite that's one. That's my favorite one. Old school. Yeah. That, was an, that was an IKF Region 6 track back in the 90s. No yeah, doubt about that. Yeah, my last Duffy was there in 2000. There, there, oh, you know what? That's, that kind of plays into question number three of the Fast Five. What is What do you consider to be your biggest win in your karting career? Oh, you know, there's, some, there's so many tough ones. You won a bunch of Duffies. So which, you know, is there one of those that did it? Or was it a Scusa race? Or? Hmm, probably, uh Probably, I would say the Pro Tour race in uh, in Phoenix in 2015. After all those years, um, you know, I didn't. When I was racing as a kid, I expected to win. I was cocky, confident, like any other kid, right? Um, you know, so to go out <laughs> yeah. and after all those years out of the go kart and win at, at uh, the Pro Tour level, that was really special for me, and and told me, you know what, I still got it, still can do this, and uh, yeah, that was the most special. Just because, and it was on my dollar, not my parents. No, like, <laughs> that's right. There you go. I was paying the bill. That makes it even better. All right, question number four. And you can go back when you were a cocky kid or you can go in these last couple of years. I'm expecting you're probably going to go back to be a cocky kid because there was that length of time when the, the junior drivers in, uh, in the Pacific Northwest were so, such badasses. Who is or was your biggest mm. rival? <clears throat> biggest rival would be uh, probably um, Patrick Daly. I don't know if anybody's really familiar with him anymore. but well, I remember Patrick, so yeah. we yep. started karting like on the exact same day, and he had an Invader and I had an Emic, And we were the same age, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, kind of competing engines. He had Jack Lehman's Cartorama engines, and I had Mike Collins' CRE engines, and, and it was just kind of like a natural rivalry that uh, started – um, like right away and all the way through my karting career, uh, you know, if somebody in the Northwest could beat me, he would do it every once in a while. But, um, you know, generally I would come out on top pretty much most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. All right. Fast five. That means there's one to go. I like this one a lot. Who has been your biggest mentor or influence? Yeah. Biggest mentor influence would, uh, you know, Growing up was my dad. He uh, taught me to be a better person, a uh, better driver. Uh, you know, he was tough on me, probably too tough, but uh, that shaped me who I am today and, and how I react with kids. Um, definitely my father. I like it. I like it. You know what? That was an absolutely perfect inaugural edition of the Fast Five. Nick, thank you so much. That's awesome. Well, folks, that's it, Nick. You're done, man. You got through it. What do you think? Hey, man, that was great. It's awesome, but I, you know, it's. I think uh, many people would sit, sit back and look and say, "Wow, what a what a run through your career!" And, and for me, as a guy that's been doing this for twenty five years, and you know, you're one of those guys that I saw, watched race as a junior, who is who has stayed with it and has now become a core member uh, of the industry moving forward. I I personally believe that's one of the things that's going to make the sport 
it's going gonna, it's gonna to stabilize it and there's going to be a lot of concepts and ideas to grow because we can always look back at what we did. You talked about the fact that that you made mistakes, you and your father, when you guys were racing. And, and I honestly believe that you learn more from your failures, from your mistakes than you do your successes. And I think that for you to be able to have 20-something years of experience, that you're able to draw on that when it comes to your team, your drivers, your customers, your family, and just the industry as a whole. Yeah, certainly, you know, customers, they don't always realize or, or, or what you're trying to tell them or why you're trying to tell them that, you know, um, you know, but uh, it's something that's invaluable and, you know, that, that people rely on. Well, Nick, let me tell you, first off, on behalf of David Cole and everybody at EKN, congratulations on your success in 2017. We want to wish you the best in 2018. I know you guys are hard at it, out of the box already. You got some great drivers on the team. Congrats to you and Joanna uh, with the birth of your son, Hudson. That's going to be, it's going to make for less sleep probably than you expected in 2018. Probably a little bit, probably less for her than me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And we look forward to get you getting back behind the wheel, man. Congrats on everything. And, and thank you so much uh, for joining us here on the Industry Insider. Hey, thanks for having me, Rob. And uh, looking forward to a great year with with everyone in the industry and, and uh, you know, our team. And, and uh, looking forward to uh, a lot of racing. It's a pretty solid little driver factory and uh, first place trophy factory, ladies and gentlemen. Nitro Kart and Nick Tucker doing a great job with their drivers. And, and uh, we're seeing them on top. And, of course, we saw one last year win a world championship as well. Uh, you're going to see the Nitro Karts winning more races throughout this year. They're obviously a big part of the, the national level program. And, and you know, Nick does a lot of work uh, locally as well in North Carolina. We're thrilled to have him with us uh, on this second edition of the Industry Insider. Again, thank you too for tuning in to the EKN Radio Network, ladies and gentlemen. Lots more new content coming here on EKN Radio. Make sure you uh, download the app when we get her done. Otherwise, just Every once in a while, click on over to ecartynews.com slash radio. That can hook you up. If you want to learn more about NitroCart, it's nitro-cart.com. Everything on the website, fill you in on what's going on. And again, uh, I'm sure Nick Tucker, just a phone call away. Thank you so much for joining us, folks, on this edition of the Industry Insider. Bye for now.